Hello, story lovers. Welcome to another episode of Story Love, the official podcast of Writing by Structure. I'm here today with an emerging screenwriter who I have a lot of respect for. His name is Anton Teichman, and um, I met him at a workshop. And um, when you get to hear his story and how he went from thinking that there is no possible way that he could ever pursue screenwriting to pursuing screenwriting today, I think that you're going to be inspired. I certainly am inspired by Anton, and I've been very happy to be helping him with a story that he is writing that I find super intriguing. And we're going to talk all about that on the podcast. What you'll hear is that Anton um, had written to me and asked me what the difference was between the hero's journey arc and a character arc. As he was trying to flesh out his story, he was realizing that he didn't quite understand the difference. And I thought, you know what, this is a great question to bring to the podcast so that we could discuss it. And we get off on a great conversation. um, But I wanted to take some very focused time to address this question and to talk about character arcs, um, character archetypes, and all of these things and, and, and how you can build in a great character arc into your story. For those of you who don't know, the writing by structure process that I have documented down onto paper, (laughs) this process that I've watched happen over and over in the offices that I've worked for of of highly respected, award-winning writers and directors, and they all seem to use this same process in my experience, and it works. And um, that is that um, you figure out what your uniform point of view is. Your script should have a literal and an emotional question. It should have a cathartic journey. We go on a cathartic journey from start to finish. And that is where the monomyth comes in. And then the story has unity of plot, meaning that one scene leads to the next, leads to the next, that you cannot have one scene that doesn't belong, right? I talk about that a lot. It's called unity of plot, right? Aristotle's unity of plot. Unity of parts is how he phrases it. But to paraphrase, unity of plot. And so the way within that process that you can really define a character arc is by nailing down the emotional question of your story. So every character, every storyline, every point of view that you decide to include in your story, there should be some sort of emotional question that has to be answered along with the literal question, which is the plot, right? The literal question is the story. Um, the literal story, the the goal that they have to attain by the end of the film, you know. So, so if you you know take Rocky for instance, the Adrian storyline is the emotional storyline, right? We're rooting for him and we're rooting for his love for Adrian as well. It adds an emotional element. That's a very simple example, you know. Um, Shawshank Redemption is Andy Dufresne going to escape prison? Is Andy Dufresne going to hold on to his hope? And, and it's continue to instill hope in his friend. And thinking about an emotional question is what will start you thinking about your emotional journey, the emotional story, the character arc, right? So your character starts out one way, he should end another way. Just like in the hero's journey, there's also an emotional journey that your character has to go on, 
right? They have to gain strength. It's in, it's intrinsic to the plot, but it is its own separate thing. And there are some questions that you can ask yourself to, to really um, start to develop this emotional story. One of the greatest things that Aristotle says in Poetics, I just think that Poetics is so important. It's so special and nobody wants to really talk about it. I want to talk about it all day and nobody's excited about this as much as I am. <laughs> so um, I've tried to address it in many different forms. I have uh, little two-minute videos on YouTube, but I'm going to revisit it in the podcast um, and see if that's helpful. Um, but one of the things that Aristotle says is that you get to know a character by showing what they choose and by what they avoid. So there are a lot of different, you know, ways to develop character. I've seen a lot of different character lists. You know, what does your character dream about? What is your character's favorite food? What was the last thing that your character cried about? Yes, these are all great. And, and absolutely, when you see those lists, absolutely sit and come up with things because they, they help you visualize your character. If you don't already know who your character is, these questions are immensely helpful. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, your character is all about the choices that they make. We want to watch drama unfold in a story. And the way that that drama unfolds is by watching your character make choices. Okay. So the best way to think about getting a character arc into your story is by watching them make certain choices at the top of the movie. And then as they go along, showing them make different choices as they get stronger and become a stronger hero. Or if you're telling an inverted hero's journey, having them make really solid choices at the top of the movie, and then watch them make worse choices and worse choices and worse choices until they end up at the bottom. If you think about that, it's a little bit more active in your mind, how it intertwines with your story, how to create this character arc. Um, uh, Chris Vogler, um, I go back to him all the time in his book, The Writer's Journey. He talks about the hero's journey, mimicking the, the character's arc and the character's emotional journey. You know, you start out ordinary. As you answer the literal question of the quest, you're also going on a journey of developing yourself as a character, as a stronger hero. He also talks about the polarity of stories, how, you know, there's, there's sort of this binary in stories, good to bad, bad to good. And that's very simple and it simplifies things. You know, you want to have some nuance, but then when you're just starting out, how does your character start out? Does he start out bad or does he start out good? And how does he end up? It sounds basic as most story things do, but when you sit down, you're going to get really bombarded with many different decisions that you're going to have to make. And if you just continue to boil it down to the basics, which is how does my character start and how do they end up? And I need to be conscious of the fact that that has to be different and there has to be a journey to it, your mind will automatically start thinking about these things. When you see your character making choices, we're going to understand who that character is, right? So um, when Indiana Jones decides to grab the statue at the top of the movie, right, we understand this is a guy who's going to risk his life for his job. And now 
now we're we're behind him. The, the rule that I talk about probably on every single episode, um, you know, we love or hate a character in direct correlation to what they're willing to give up to get what they want. So in the opening of Indiana Jones, he's willing to give up his life. Well, it doesn't get more um, dramatic than that. And now we're with him 100%. Because if he's going to die for this artifact, that's how important it is to him. That's how important it becomes to us. And so when you start thinking about your character arc being intertwined within your story, things start to become alive. Things start to become electric. Oh, I have to have my character make choices. And by the way that I'm going to get my viewers to care is by showing how much these choices mean to my character. So who is my character when he starts out on his journey? Who is, who is she when it ends? Who are they in the middle? Are they there? They, you know, Obviously, they're going to be totally lost in the middle emotionally as well as literally. So I'm constantly talking about this, this aspect of storytelling that, that sort of gets forgotten, which is that every story should be operating on two planes, on two levels, the literal and the emotional, right? So the literal is what's the literal question of the story, right? What's the plot? And the emotional question is your character's journey, your character's arc. What is the thing they have to learn about themselves in order to be able to solve the literal question? They go hand in hand. Um, I do talk about it a lot. I, um, I won't get into it too much more here. I just wanted to clarify that this is this is what we're going to be talking about. And um, we have a great conversation, Anton and I, but I wanted to dedicate some time to just really focus on that question. Um, the difference between a character arc and a hero's arc. The hero's arc has to do with the quest. The character arc has to do with the needs of the character. You know, sometimes you have a character who wants something, but it's not what they need. So their wants are in conflict of their need, right? Um, the first movie that just popped into my head was Bridesmaids. You know, she wants her best friend. She wants her best friend. But what she needs is independence of her own self. She needs to gain her own independence. So when that need is reconciled, she understands that she, she should let her friend go and she should start taking care of herself. And when she learns that, then, then her world opens up to be able to be a partner to somebody else in life. That's not her childhood best friend. It's, a, it's kind of a, a late to bloom coming of age story. I hope this has been helpful and um, I hope you enjoy hearing Anton's story as much as I did. Okay, Anton, <laughs> I'm so happy to have you with me today. Uh, Anton and I met on a workshop that I was giving for story. And um, we started talking about story. And um, Anton had a really good question. What is the difference between trying to create a story arc as opposed to a character arc? And how do those intertwine and overlap? And I thought, you know what? This is a great question. We should talk about it on the podcast because when you sit down and you have all of these puzzle pieces in front of you and it's hard to sort of put them together in, in the right order to create the bigger picture, right? So I thought, you know what, let me have Anton come on and we'll talk about this on the podcast. So welcome, Anton, and thank you again for being here. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for, for having me. It's uh, an honor for me to be here and uh, um, yeah. You're absolutely right. When you start uh, as a writer, or maybe just every writer has this once in a while, um, because you are very close to your story and uh, you have pieces. And 
then maybe you have issues to putting it all together. And that's where I am right now. So I have pieces and I have this puzzle. And uh, as I was developing my characters and the plot and questions about theme and all of that, I said, okay, um, but how do I structure that into a, a cohesive story arc? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to your podcast and I found myself, um, I think it was the, the episode of uh, how to write a screenplay and uh, what do you do when you want to write a, a screenplay and uh, what, what should you do? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I found myself in, um, I think, almost every point you mentioned in that, uh, in that episode because I, I read all that books of uh, Black Snyder and uh, Sitfield and how to come up with uh, um, plot beats, how to create uh, a plot structure. And that's uh, fair enough to a certain amount, but there is a deeper level, a, a deeper level of story. And uh, I thought, okay, the question that came into my mind was, as you talked about story structure and you said story structure is something different than plot structure. And I thought about that and I thought, okay, um, is then character arc the same as story structure? Because when I look at a hero arc, mm -hmm. um, It could also be uh, the hero's journey, right? I mean, sure. When you say the hero's journey, right, mm -hmm. and you're talking about story, um, it's inherent that it is connected to the character arc in mm -hmm. that your character starts out in an ordinary world and then goes on this journey and becomes a hero, right? Yeah. So it is um, intertwined and it is inherent. But creating a character arc is a little bit different because um, – you have to address the one of the two biggest elements in storytelling that I find are missing. And those two pieces are the literal question and the emotional question. Mm -hmm. So when we mm -hmm. talk about the character arc, when we talk about thematic question, like we were yeah. talking about before, um, you know, those um, elements are addressed when you know what the emotional question of your story is. So you can put a hero On a, in, on a hero arc, on a hero's journey, right? And mm -hmm. you have, you know, the the guy who shows up and just goes through the plot. And, yeah. and by the end of the plot, he saves the day, right? But if there's no emotional question underneath, mm -hmm. if he's not struggling internally to conquer something before he can become the hero as well, we're not going to be emotionally invested. Yeah. So, so when I talk about um, story structure and when I talk about um, the four pillars of storytelling like i like to talk to call them you really have to use all four of them together at the same time in order to create the best story possible so um i'm glad mm -hmm. that you brought up lake snyder and and sid field because while they are valuable like i said to you mm -hmm. that's that is plot paradigm that's plot right? That mm -hmm. is plot. And if you can understand plot, that's great. But you also have to understand story. And you also have to understand literal emotional questions. And you also have to understand point of view. That's the problem I, I, I had, and uh, which I'm glad I had, because this problem um, brought me to go deeper into storytelling. 
it raised questions. Uh, I asked, okay, there has to be something deeper because it doesn't work that way. Can and, you talk to me a little bit about what didn't work? Because I really don't want to uh, yeah. badmouth anybody's process. I, that is not what I'm trying to do. My What I find mm. often is mm. many writers start with a plot paradigm book like Save the Cat or Sid Field, and they get stuck. And they get stuck in the middle and they don't know how to find their way out. And I'm finding that more and more and more. What didn't work for me was I could structure a plot with that. But the plot is only the thing you see on the surface. And I, I did this with a, a short film and I wrote it and I thought, okay, it's entertaining, but it doesn't mean something. It's it's a lagging emotion. There is There is no emotion in it. And I, I ask myself, okay, what do my characters want? Yeah, they they want to steal something, but that's something on on the littler surface, right? It's not on the emotional level. And I ask, okay, why do they want to steal it? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, Anton, Anton's writing a crime caper, so when he says <laughs> steal something, he's literally meaning that he's writing a crime caper. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> A heist, a heist. And I said, and I asked myself, okay, why? Why is the protagonist or the characters are uh, stealing this? There has to be a reason for that. And then I um, stumbled upon a character arc. And this is a huge topic. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. And the, the the Blake Snyder books and the Sid Field books. And uh, yeah, John Truby has a, a hint on that, but he, he doesn't go into, into that deep as well. Uh, there has to be a need for the character to his want. Most of the time, the characters aren't even aware of that need at the beginning. Most, may, maybe there are some uh, characters who are aware but I, I would say most of the time they're not aware what they really need. And, mm-hmm. and if it's a good story, then uh, the want turns into the need itself. And so I read a lot of other books about character arc, about theme, about all that other stuff that has to be there to write or tell a, reason, a reasonable story. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, as I knew all of that, the plot structure didn't work anymore. Yeah, I could press all of that into that structure, but I ha- I would have to sacrifice something to, to have my story uh, uh, into that structure, mm-hmm. which was or which is uh, either a part of the arc from the character or um, a part of the themes. I came up with mm-hmm. and I said, okay, there has to be another way. So uh, either I I adjust the plot mm-hmm. and fall out of the pattern uh, given by Blake Snyder or all that um, uh, books who just care about the plot mm-hmm. because it doesn't work, not for me. And, uh, or I, I um, keep my uh, character arcs. I keep my themes. I keep my wants, my needs, my my emotions below that plot. And I decided, okay, I need to talk to someone who has experience with that. And and to be honest, I never met 
someone or found someone in uh, um, as a working writer who works with uh, these Black Snyder beats or with these uh, Sid Field beats. They don't. And, uh, I, and I don't want to say that they are wrong. Me, they, right. They are not wrong. They have their reason. And uh, they are good if you want to create a fast functioning plot-based story. Um, because there are stories who uh, uh, who have no um, deep character change. Right. Uh, there are stories which maybe are not stories, but situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't need a heavy character arc. But for a good story, and I think this is what everyone is rooting for. I mean, when you are sitting in the cinema or when you're reading a book, what comes into your mind is is not the action. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the plot. Mm-hmm. It's always character. It's always the emotion. If you feel something, so storytelling is just uh, a, a is delivering emotions, mm-hmm. and you can't do this when you just have plot. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, um, but plot also has to be there. Of course, you have, yes, to, have of course. have to have a plot, but you can't be only plot. When I when I think about plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I always go back to Aristotle. I'm always talking about Aristotle and, and, and what he says um, about plot is the only thing that really matters, which is that one scene leads to the next. So as long as whatever's happening in one scene causes the next scene to happen, causes the next scene to happen, that's good enough for plot, right? The hero, uh, the, the reason why I like the hero's journey is because it is such a figurative journey. It's like, okay, well, we're going on this journey, but I'm not telling you that on that on the end of act two, this plot point has to happen here. Bam. You know, it's very fluid, the hero's journey, where mm-hmm. you can sort of mm-hmm. paint. It's like a painting. And then mm-hmm. so each piece is working in its own in its own place. You know, I know that your um your your crime caper heist has uh, three different points of view. So, so meaning you're going to follow three different characters in three different locations on th- in three different, you know, um, storylines. Yeah. yeah. So you would, um, look at all three of those storylines separately and look at the arc of those storylines separately. You're telling three separate stories in one. And so each one of those will also have to have their own little arcs, right? And then you integrate them. And um, yeah. yeah, and that yeah, that's that's a um, a good example because this was one of the problems I, I faced too when we are having a story with three or even more storylines that you have to put into um, a cohesive plot and a cohesive story. Um, these books couldn't help me anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And if let's say if it works. You have a problem with page count because then you have to stuff so much information. Oh my God, I'm I'm at and and I mean uh, Blake Snyder is crucial about it has to have it has to happen at page ten or twelve. If not, your screenplay is bad. <laughs> right? <laughs> he is so so cruel. No, you're not a good storyteller when it happens on page so and so, and it's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. No, it's not. There are other elements and layers to story, um, and I'm so glad that I found you, <laughs> because this was actually the first time someone told me or that I heard the structure you are talking about 
is different to plot structure. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I have to listen to that again. What what had she just said? <laughs> uh, story structure is different from plot structure. Maybe there is another level of an emotional structure. And when you just go from person has to be killed on page 10 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) revenge uh, sets up at the break into two and then at midpoint we get a major reveal and then uh, all is lost and then we break into three and then the climax and then it's over great story (laughs) (laughs) but that that's not true (laughs) right Right, right. No, you want to, you have to have characters that you care about who are, who yeah. are um, sacrificing things for what they want. We love or hate a character in direct correlation to what they're mm. willing to give up to get what they want. So mm-hmm. when they, when they make a sacrifice, you know, of, of something at the top, we'll, we'll understand very clearly how much they care about something by the choices that they make, right? So we're talking mm-hmm. about also about choices, right? What are we watching? What choices are we watching our characters make? That's how we're going to get to know them. What's happening in this scene? What choices are being made in this scene that are leading to the next scene? That's how we're going to really get to know our characters and live and live in their in their skins. Um, yeah, that's true. And but you only come to these answers when you ask those questions. I was sitting at a blank page all day long. And I said, okay, it's it's not gonna work. I, I don't I don't know why. And I looked at my beautiful layered out plot structure and it worked. And I couldn't write a word. I put it away and I took out a blank canvas, literally a, a real canvas and some brushes and paint. And I started painting. And the funny thing was, as I was painting this picture, I I stood at the window between the lights. So I made a shadow. um, I created a shadow on on the canvas. And I couldn't see what I was painting. And I said, okay, I have to go around that I can see. And I I thought, okay, you're such an idiot. (laughs) You're asking the the wrong questions. You're standing in your own way. Amazing. And... uh, I went back to my to my laptop and I put away the plot structure. And I said, okay, what do they want? Why do uh, they want what they want? And I started asking the right questions and the answers came immediately. And um, this is something... I experienced in my small time as a writer because I'm just starting out. And but I experienced as long as you are asking the right questions, there is no such thing as a creative block or a, a writer's block. I, I don't think that something like that exists. If you are stuck, then you are missing something. Maybe you have to do a little bit more research. You don't have the answer yet, mm-hmm. or you're asking the right the, the, the wrong questions. Another tenet of writing is uh, writing is the ability to ask yourself questions and come up with the answers. That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. But you ha- you do have to have the right questions. I created this blob doc. Mm-hmm. 
um, which came from the process of working with um, my dad and Paul and and mm-hmm. many others in this process that they go through where they start out just jotting things down. We're not writing. We're just jotting our ideas. Oh, I have an idea for dialogue. I'm not forming it. I'm throwing this, throwing it in this document of notes, right? My notes doc. Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to think about story and start to form a story around these this blob of ideas, right? And now I'm going to think about my story and I'm going to think about what my character needs, right? What are the emotional needs, right? They have, they should always have a hole in them that's stopping them from fulfilling the literal question. And they Mm -hmm. can't fulfill the literal question until they solve this emotional question. When they finally solve the emotional question, then they can, then they can finish their quest, Right. And then, and then, you know, so now we have a story and now it's time to start and think about the scenes, exactly what happens in each scene. Right. And so when, so I, I realized that this was the process that they did over and over and over again. And it consistently yielded good screenplay, great mm-hmm. screenplays, Oscar winning mm-hmm. screenplays. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, they're on, they're on to something, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's, so I created this thing and I called it the blob doc because mm-hmm. just, just to hammer home that it's not supposed to have form because, you know, we stare at the blank page and we think we have to have these, these, direct results that we can't write anything. I'm so happy to hear that that's organically happening for you. This process of understanding, I need to, I need to be asking questions and I need to be asking the right questions. Mm. And that's when all the doors open. Yeah. And uh, I found this blob doc uh, so helpful because it's like um, emptying a bucket mm-hmm. because if the bucket is full, you can't put something in there you have to first you have to to pour it out in order to refill it and uh, that's exactly what this thing does you just jam it out and then you have saved it on the page because probably you would uh, need it later yes so don't don't delete it don't ever delete anything you've written anywhere yeah. because uh, i did this at the beginning i don't know that that's garbage and I, I throw it away. No. And later on, I said, I had this idea. Where, where, where is it? And I remembered I threw it away. And I said, you're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for those of you who don't have a blob doc, at the bottom, there's a there's a whole uh, section for junk. And it says junk, right? And it's its own thing. And you never delete anything. You put it in junk because you know you're going to be looking for it, like Anton just said. So you just put it at the bottom in junk. And then uh, it'll always be there, those horrible ideas that we didn't think we wanted. And as soon as we delete them, we have to have them and they're gone, yes. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm so happy that you're finding it useful. What I also finding still very helpful is your honesty because you are um it's not talking around things. It's just the truth. This is what you need to do. And this is why I found uh, this episode of how to write a screenplay so refreshing because it was just the honest truth. You have to ask yourself questions first before you sit down. And uh, I, I I almost cried as I, as I was listening to that podcast because I made the decision to to um, to write stories. But as I was listening, I found that I wasn't really committed yet. Hmm. 
And that was something interesting because you always say uh, that you think that writers are born. And I asked myself, I don't think that this is the case for me. But then I rethought that and I think maybe it is. Uh, because as I started writing, I was writing um, cookbooks uh, about vegan nutrition. And before I was writing those cookbooks, I wanted to write a novel. And I said, ah, I have here the opportunity to write those books because we had attached a, a publishing house and they printed those books. And I said, I have to do this because this is also something I, I want to, to, to do and I want to say. And there was a lot of creativity involved because we also made all the photography for the, for the books. Mm -hmm. And we ended up writing three books and I thought, and after they were finished, came back and said, okay, what about those novels? And I started um, thinking about that and I started working on them. And I thought, nah, I'm not a novel writer. I, I, I don't know. I love movies. Mm. I'm, the, I, I'm the visual type. I love movies. And at this time, I thought, oh no, I, I can't be a filmmaker. I'm living in the middle of nowhere in Germany, in the mountains of Bavaria. Who cares? if I'm a filmmaker or not. And I said, I, I can't uh, do movies. And okay. And the next month, it just didn't went away. It knocked every day on my door. I said, okay, good. Um, what about screenplays? <laughs> and, and I said, okay, I have to write screenplays. I don't want to write them in German, man. I want to write them in English. Uh, but your English is really bad. And then... I, a voice inside of me said, yeah, then do something about it. And uh, I said, okay, good, let's try it. And then I read all those books about screenwriting. I attended workshops and I my English got better and I took classes. I realized, okay, I can do this. Uh, I do this uh, besides my day job and I still have my day job. And um, But as I listened to your podcast, something happened because before that, I always had these thoughts about you are too old, you are not living in America, English is not your mother's tongue, you are living in the middle of nowhere. So how in God's name will you do that? But this day, I thought I, I'm doing it right now. I mean, what you're thinking every day is writing and your characters. And even if you won't, they're there. They don't leave you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're sleeping, they knock on your door. You can't abandon them. They're just there. You try to abandon them, but it doesn't work. <laughs> but, uh, when your friends call you, if you want to hang out, then nine out of 10 times you say, no, I don't have to write. I, 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 no, I, I can't come along because I have to finish writing. I, I didn't write this, this day. So you are a writer. You can't deny that. So this day I said, yeah. I give a fuck. Sorry, I, I don't care. No, please, no, we curse on uh, this podcast. It's fine. Okay, that's good. I give <laughs> a fuck uh, about my age. I don't care. Well, the point is this. Let's say you are 70 years old or 80 and uh, you're doing your office job till you retire. And then what? Then you're bored as fuck. And then you probably say the worst thing you could say to yourself. And this is why didn't I give it a chance? I said, I don't want to have this conversation at the end of my life. So I don't care about where I live, how old I am, how good or bad my English is. I don't care. I just do. And 
as I said that to myself, this was like coming home. This was like uh, a whole uh, bunch, a whole crowd cheering. All that characters uh, who are uh, in my mind said uh, so, so. And I think um, don't think about those questions inside of yourself when you have when you haven't another person telling you, you have to sit down and decide which kind of writer you want to be. What are your writing patterns? Are you writing in the morning or in the night? And you have to show up every day and write because you don't be a writer by just wanting to be a writer. You have to become a writer, right? You have to become the thing you want to be. You have to put work into that. And I said, yeah, I can do that. I have no problem with that. And therefore, I'm happy that I listened to your podcast. And that is why I love your honesty. I also want to say, the first time I listened to it, I, I thought, "Wow, okay, she's a little bit harsh, isn't she?" And uh, and and <laughs> the other and the other uh, voice inside of me said, "No, no, man, she isn't harsh. She's just telling you the truth, man." <laughs> <laughs> so great! I I am harsh. I'm a little harsh, <laughs> but that's but good. It's tough love. It's tough love. Yeah. I have to say, um, one of the best things I've ever heard ever is that when you decided to write, all of the characters in your head that have been living there forever were cheering, saying, yay, yeah, that was uh, wonderful uh, when you said that. And I, I, the second thought was, am I going insane? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's Neil Simon who said that all writers are schizophrenic, right? We're all... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, you know, it's true, Anton, non-writers, people who aren't writers mm. don't have a desire to write. They, they they might say have a whim. Oh, I'd like to write a book. Oh, yeah. I'd like don't have visuals in their head. Mm. They don't have characters talking to them. They mm. don't have the desire to sit down and get something out of their soul. It's just they're yeah. just not writers. Right. But if you are. It's never going to go away. And I say this all the time. you got to write it or it's going to drive you insane. And, and, yeah, that's and true. You can't deny it that you're a writer. I mean, it's there. Uh, the only thing that isn't there yet is how to get this stuff from inside of you onto that page or onto that screen. That's something I can work on. That's mm -hmm. something I can control. What I cannot control is... Uh, stopping those characters and those ideas coming into my mind. I see something, I get visuals. I hear something, I get characters. I I don't know. It's just there. When I recall my my life, then I would say it was always there. As a kid, I was um, obsessed with watching uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh yeah, with uh, Kirk Douglas. Uh, my dad once gave it to me. And I watched it and I fell in love with that movie. And I watched it. He he almost had to put away that VHS uh, <laughs> videotape because I, I wanted to watch it every day. And, and my dad said, no, uh, are you not bored of that? It's not the best movie, but you want to watch it. And uh, But I wanted to. Proud of you. I am proud of you for listening to your soul and going forward. And and by the way, you have an amazing story. I'm, I want to talk a little bit about, about your story because I something that we talked about mm -hmm. was really interesting to me and I think could be very helpful to mm -hmm. all of my listeners. He had the assignment that he had to write something in the 1800s, right? And yes. then 
from research gold was given to him on a silver platter I was on a workshop with uh, with Paul um, with Paul Haggis in Berlin on a uh, on one of his master classes and after that class an actress came to me and she said hey you know um, can you write a scene for me and I said yeah well what is it about and she said yeah it uh, someone told me I could uh, I would fit well in in a role that takes place in the 17 in the 18th century and i said okay uh what do you have in mind and she said oh wait that's it and i said what that's all and she said yeah that's it <laughs> i said okay um i need to do my research because that's not enough and i started to research what happened in the 18th century and uh, and what i found was something very interesting that hooked me and um this was the criminalization of women in the 18th century the value of a woman back in that day and mm. i found it very interesting that there were a lot of women out there who were criminals and so from that from 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 finding that piece yeah. of gold yes from finding the thing that hooked me yes and that's maybe the important thing about writing because the only thing from my experience you need as a writer is curiosity uh you have to be curious and you have to care mm. if you have a story you don't care about don't write it so you have to find something that relates to you and so i found my the thing that hooked me the thing that um made me curious more curious no matter from which angle you're tackling a story or what comes to you either it's a, a, an idea about the world or a a character you have in your mind or a, a line of dialogue whatever it is i mean we all get pieces from somewhere mm -hmm. then you have to search for what connects you to to that something mm -hmm. and i did that i i went further and um it made me more curious and the more i found out about that story the more it hooked me and uh, the second thing was okay but i that's too much i can't write a scene about that that's that's a whole series and uh, <laughs> i went back to to the actress and said to, to uh, um listen what about writing a short film and she said yeah okay let's do that and i wrote that short it took me i think six months because it was so interesting but here i i um discovered i was only writing plot i i wasn't writing about the characters um And I thought, okay, I have to tackle this from, from another angle. I need to know more about writing to be able to write that story. Mm. So my uh, motivation was um, that story. And I think this is what, what, what the crucial part is. You have to be motivated. This is the first thing you have to do. Find something you can connect with. You know, um, if you don't know what to write, just what are you thinking about? What's something that sparks your curiosity and go down the rabbit hole? And when you find the thing that you keep searching for and mm -hmm. it leads you to the other thing and you, you know, yes. next thing you know, you've got, you're, you're onto it. It's like we're story detectives, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the metaphor for the story itself. It's, it's a marathon. Yeah. You got to really care about the thing that you're writing so that you can make it to the end of, to the finish line, right? And that's another thing. I, I think it was in, uh, I don't know which episode uh, you talked to Karen, the, the playwriter, and she talked about having a day job. This is something that uh, uh, um, hooked me as well, because I always thought, okay, you have a day job. You're going to a, to a nine to five job every day. 
how do you want to do this? And I always uh, felt that my day job is an obstacle for me. And as I listened to to Karen, uh, and she said quite the difference that for her, going for a day job was a relief for her because then she was she was free mm-hmm. of doing her art. And I said, yeah, I, I never... I never thought about it that way, but she she's right. And this is especially true for uh, aspiring writers or when you're starting out, you don't become a screenwriter from by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just takes years mm-hmm. and you have to hone your craft. It's the same thing when somebody comes to you and say, oh, can you paint me a picture? You can't do this in one year or two years. It maybe are five years or 10 years or whatever years. and yeah, some way you have to pay your bills. And and the thing is, just like painting, you don't get better unless you're doing it. So it's like you can't skip. You just got to write and write and write and write and know exactly. that everything you write will get better and better, but yeah. you just got to keep writing. Yeah. That's what I, I got from this um, podcast. And uh, that job uh, allows me to to do that, to to learn, to make failures, to make mistakes. You only, you only lose you when you quit and as long as you don't quit you you don't lose but you need money to to be able to do that when i recap my um time as a writer so far i learned so much about myself so writing isn't just only a craft it's also a therapy session for yourself you have to open yourself up and you have to pour your soul onto that page as I realized that, I recalled my own scripts. I said, okay, there is a lot of me on that page. And uh, same with the story I'm writing on right now. Then I see a lot of myself in there. And I said, okay, that's good. That means there is emotion. You have to um, commit to that too, to allowing the world to see that part of you. Yes. You know what else that does? It's really good insight. It's what allows us to write stories about the same things. Oh, don't do that. That's been done before. It doesn't have, and there's no validity to that statement because you, Anton, are going to tell that story differently because of your perspective and what you're bringing. But that only works when you're are opening yourself up and putting yourself on the page and your take on that story and what's personal about it to you is what makes that work, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because uh, if not, then it would be just uh, uh, another heist yes. movie we have already seen. That's good. Oh, Anton, this has been wonderful. I am <laughs> so happy to be talking to you. When when you finish your heist, let's do this again, and we can talk about the process of, of making it through to the end. How about that? Oh, yeah, I, I would love that. I would love to do that. Me too. Be- yeah, and thank, <laughs> thanks for, for having me. It, uh, it really was an honor for me to be on your podcast, and uh, I'm happy to talk to you soon. <laughs> thank you, Anton.